Hello and welcome to Unfound Help Podcast. I'm Ross Martin, the host, and today I am joined by Lucy Abigail. Uh, Lucy Abigail, she is the founder of Keys to Quality, uh, which is uh, an empowerment journal and coaching fulfillment for seekers. Um, she is a fulfillment seeker herself, and the company's main belief is for mental clarity, which leads to a more fulfilling life. Um, it is to ensure that everything they do, or Lucy does, is for scientifically backed by positive psycho psychology while remaining at ease or for ease to easy to use um you know business psychology if you want to say that um currently lucy she does provide something which is called the the finding direction journal um which again is for fulfillment seekers to clarify their vision for for the future uh, through the, which the founder, Lucy, uses a structure called Clarity of Vision. Hi Lucy and welcome to Unfound Help Podcast. Uh, speaking about Clarity of Vision, uh, would you like to speak and elaborate a bit on what it is and how you use it in business? So the way I see Clarity of Vision, hi everyone listening by the way, <laughs> the way I see Clarity of Vision is a few different things. The first is what impact do you want to make? Second, why do you want to make that impact? Third, how are you going to make that impact? Four, who is that impact uh, going to benefit? So who are the people you want to help? And five, do you have the confidence and the belief to actually uh, action all of that plan and achieve what you want to achieve and make the impact that you want to make? The reason why you have to know all of those things is one, because it gives you a target to aim for. It gives you uh, the inspiration to keep on going and the reasons to keep recommitting when things get tough, which happens no matter which path you're walking down. Um, and it's also very motivating and you also got the confidence in that as well. Um, when it comes to business, as you said, for me, my business is to helping people live a more fulfilling life. So I know what the impact I want to make because I want to help people live a more fulfilling life. Why do I want to make it? Now, this is because for me, I struggled to know what a fulfilling life is and it was really important for me to realise what a fulfilling life is and how to do that. And because I knew how hard it was for me, I know how hard it is for other people. And so I want to help them and my why is uh, the enjoyment and the pleasure I get from realizing that I've helped people overcome the same problems that I had. The how is my business. So my passion is my business and generally speaking your how will also be your passion. And uh, the fourth part, who am I going to help? That is my audience. I've said unfulfilled millennials because these are the people who struggle with this issue the most. You know, the people who are 25 to 30 to 35, they're either just starting a career and realizing that it's not what they wanted, it's not how they envisioned their life to be at that point in time. Around about the time of 30, a lot of people are asked, well, why don't you have a relationship? Why don't you have this career? Why don't you have this yet? Why don't you have that yet? And there's a lot of pressure around turning 30 and that's why people start to turn and say, well, I'm not fulfilled, I want to do something different. And then lastly, having the confidence to do it. I'm only 20 years old and here I am preaching about how you should live your life. <laughs> you know, that's, um, you need to have an awful lot of confidence to do that. And 
confidence is built on prior reasons and success. And so I'm always just noting down all of the small wins that I make to first and foremost build my business so that I can help people, but also in the praises and the reviews that I get back because uh, those are going to be what I can use to recommit when times get tough and it starts to struggle. So that is what mental clarity is to me and when it, how it applies to my business and me in business. Now you mentioned that you're only 20 years old um, and yes. you seem to have this sense of clarity of vision yourself already. Now seeing as you're 20, how did you get into this from, from such a young age already? Like, Why are you mentally so grown up at a young age? Well, in honesty, I don't really know. I can theorize and I say, well, I'm very a curious person. So when I was being asked to think about GCSEs and A-levels, I was already thinking, well, what am I going to be doing in my 20s and 30s? And uh, what choices do I want to make now? The thing is, is that the life I was being promoted of the academia followed by the long term career didn't seem appealing to me. And so I was like, I want something different. I want to look at what the alternatives are. But because your teachers aren't told to promote anything other than that to you, I had to go and do that discovery myself. And so 14, 15, that's when I start asking these questions. Well, what is a fulfilling life? And it took me a good four, five, six years to figure it out for myself. Um, but that's why it's because I didn't agree with what I was being told and I had the guts to go and basically figure out a different path. So when you when you talk about a fulfilling life for uh, you were saying a, mm. a you know millennial age of any, anyone between the age of sort of 20 to 35 are you talking about people specifically in business or, or are you sort of talking about people who are trying to find their way into what they want to do for work careers and business both because a fulfilling life is more than just business it's more than just what you do for work it's all-encompassing and the way i define fulfillment is tenaciously working towards a meaningful goal. So if your business and your job is making you work towards a meaningful goal, you've got a meaningful job. However, life is more than just work. And I hope people realize life is more than just work. So what are you doing outside of your paid job, which is a meaningful goal that you're working towards? You know? Yeah, it's... Um... It's hard sometimes because many people believe that uh, you go from school, you go to college or you go to university, you go straight to work and that's it. You just keep working, 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 working. But you're discussing or you're, you're saying that there's more to it. It's not just you go from, from academic years straight to work and that's the rest of your life. You're saying there are more fulfilling ways in life to try and... Uh, you know overcome situations and that's how you can fulfill the rest of your uh, your life yes absolutely and what i found is that actually you don't want to be committing to uh, one subject or one career generally speaking people have on average four careers in their lifetime now so don't expect to have one career instead especially if you're in those late teens early 20s but whenever in your lifetime make sure you are exploring multiple interests 
um, on a regular basis because interests when you practice them become passions but you can't expect to just find a passion and it to be an epiphany moment oh my god I found my passion because that's not how it works you need to say I'm interested in this I think of it like a date you know I, you meet someone you're interested in and you go on a date with them it goes out well you go on a date with them again how that goes well you go on a date with them again then through those dates through those times of practice that skill that interest that then becomes a deeper connection that then becomes a passion of yours a love of yours you know so think of it like that and uh then like what i've done my passion is business i love business that's just my way my brain works i've now used it and applied it to my passion i applied it to my purpose sorry of um helping others live more fulfilling lives so i'm literally getting paid to do my passions now so you're saying there's a there's the progressional stages you have to go to regardless if there's those those downs you have to get through them to understand that where you want to be might not be where you are now you have to go through your changes that and when you were saying you know experiment in different industries maybe right now you're working uh, i don't know in the health sector maybe it's not for you maybe you want to go work in the retail sector now or maybe afterwards you want to go work in something else find where you're most comfortable and you enjoy it once you enjoy that one industry or as you said career then you'll start finding passion in it and that's when you start actually enjoying uh, the different say departments within that industry itself mm. and you stake you take it for an actual career absolutely absolutely and the reason why people don't do this naturally is because we are saying choose a career at a very young age we're saying narrow your focus narrow what you're looking at and also it's in a way discouraged for people to jump around in their young ages they're saying right no you want to commit there for three years you want to commit there for three years especially when you think about the majority of job applications ask for five years experience now you know we're just saying to people commit to something before even really knowing what it's about and whether or not you're going to enjoy it but commit to it for the long term and you'll find um, happiness later on down the line you may, but if you haven't given yourself the opportunity to see, you don't know. It's why I, um, when I finished my A-levels, uh, it was recommended to me, why don't you go an apprenticeship? When it was, when I realized I didn't want to do a degree, I said, look, I don't want to do a degree because it's three years of commitment. I don't want to do an apprenticeship, which is seven years of commitment, you know? It's because that's what most apprenticeships are now because they've got the degree plus all of the work on the side as well okay, it's okay. 50 /50. yeah i so, didn't yeah i wasn't aware of apprenticeships being for for such a long period of time i i didn't yeah, know well, about that i was considering law so oh, okay so that's yeah, that's understandable in such years, a sense yeah. yes yeah so when 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 you were again you you're saying that you're 20 so you've sort of just come out of hmm. you know a levels um or college or anything somewhat just uh, yeah in, two and a bit years ago yeah yeah just in somewhat in the most recent years did you have an idea of what you wanted to do uh in a sense of any career wise or did you know that you were going to go into what you're doing now when i was 18 i knew i wanted to go into business but i didn't have the idea of what business i wanted to go into um, and so I did spend a little bit of time, um, actually just before the pandemic, 
experiencing um, a good few different industries. I was in the rental industry. I was in the gin distillery industry. I was in the wedding and events industry. Um, I was also in the property property construction business as well. Um, So as I say, exploring different interests, seeing what I liked, seeing what I didn't. Um, And then sadly, COVID did hit. So I was doing most of that from home, but I still got a good grasp on what sort of business I wanted. And that I was also researching. I was talking to other business people saying, well, what's your business like? And um, from there, I could gain a picture. And then when I realized that, hang on a second, this problem that I've solved for myself, other people are struggling with, I can help them. It it seemed so right for me. Um, and I just went into it head first. Like I mentioned, when I sort of introduced you into, into this podcast, I was talking about something which you described as the finding direction journal. What is it that you provide within that um, journal? So what I always say to people is your brain is a processing unit. And if you ask it questions, it will give you answers. But if you don't ask the right questions, you don't get the right answers. And a lot of people never even ask the right questions to get the answers of what's going to give them a clear direction is going to give them a fulfilling life because the questions which are being asked by the people around them and the way we're being taught to think by the uh, people around us isn't conducive of the right thinking to live a fulfilling life naturally you know without any sort of conscious thought so what this finding direction journal does is it brings together positive psychology backed and also backed from my own personal experience Um, journal prompts which if you answer and follow through you will start to gain a picture of what a fulfilling life is to you and you'll build a really clear picture towards it so that you can create this um, tenaciously working towards a meaningful goal sort of lifestyle just to kind of break down what's in the journal a little bit the first section is about discovery that's about your interests and try to rediscover interests which you had which you pushed aside when you were narrowing your mindset into a single career second is your dreams um what are the pipe dreams which you've always wanted but have never really thought were achievable or realistic um third is purpose and uh, this is about how you're going to give to people you know we are relational beings we are if we want to have a meaningful life, we need it to be impacting the people around us. It can't just be all self-interested. It's about making an impact. How are we going to change the world around us? Uh, third is about motivations. These are your reasons why. These are how are you going to commit, keep committing? Because even if you do decide on a direction that you want, there are so many people trying to push and pull you away from that route because they don't think it's the right thing to do or they know of something better or maybe there's a, uh, an easier goal which you want to go to which is more tempting and that will pull you away so having your reasons why you've chosen this path is really really important to keep recommitting to it um, and then roadmap this is about placing each dream in kind of a chronological order and the reason why I do this say this to people is because many of us have more than one dream but we never know when we're going to get round to them because there's just we're going in so many directions at once so for me right now I'm focusing on my dream of becoming a business person and building um, my business but in the future I do want to build um, 
a charitable network I do want to go into philanthropy as well so when am I going to do that because I can't do that now because I'm too busy and I'll just stretch myself in too many ways so I'm going to say five years down the road that's when I'll do my philanthropy and that means that I can kind of relax about that and say I've left that for five years time and I can go full throttle into business and the results will just be that much better because I've got a single focus instead of stretching myself and then finally is goals it's the most important part it's making it measurable making sure that it's challenging you outside of what you know and but also not making them so complex that it's overwhelming and it's uh giving you anxiety and it's hit that balance of giving kind of optimal results have you those are the different sections okay have you have you um worked with sort of many companies on your uh, directional journal or individuals since starting it's yeah it's all individuals at the moment and i absolutely it can work for businesses but generally speaking for filling life is a very personal thing and you would need to work on it an individual by individual basis um you can apply the idea to kind of an umbrella business team but you've got to make sure that everyone within that team have their own individual goals have their own individual lives um and ha then you all come together to work together to then build this bigger work towards this bigger goal that you share um for sure yeah that's the reason i'm asking is because a lot of the times some people i target is you know businesses uh, i work a lot mm. with businesses small business owners um a lot of business owners may only be themselves. Um, they may have one or two other people that work with them, but they want to come together as a team. Uh, so that's yeah. why I ask, um, do you help individuals? Do you help businesses? Maybe they could work together to help them fulfill an easier way to you know, come together as, as a team. Uh, one thing I do always say about when it comes to business is be purpose-led. And the reason why is if you go way back when, when business first started, it was a barter system. It was service for service. You know, it was all about um, being of service to somebody else and solving their problems. Money came into it as a secondary thing because business was growing so much that it needed a way of processing and being applicable to a larger community of people. You know, now talking a global community of people. Money was secondary. However, for some reason, at some point in time, profit usurped purpose. It was no longer how can I be of service to people, how can I solve their problems, it's how can I get profit from you? And that's, it's, for me, I don't think it's the right thinking, it's definitely not the right thinking if you're trying to build a fulfilling life, build a fulfilling career, build a fulfilling business, especially if you're a big team of people or you're a CEO of a big team of people, you need to make sure that the goal that you're pushing your team towards is a beneficial to um, other people, is helping other people, is helping your customers, because then your team is going to feel good. If your team feels like they're just working so that you can put some money in your back pocket, they're not going to be motivated to work for you. If they feel that you are guiding them to help other people and to be a benefit to those people, then of course they're going to be supporting you and they want to do you to work and they're going to give you their all. So uh definitely be purpose-led is my message to ceos uh, for sure 
yeah, CEOs, uh, managers, general managers, you know, higher management and even even lower management, any sort of management. Uh, something to always look at is um, motivation and morale. If your team, mm. colleagues, staff, whatever you would like to call your, your team that you work with, if they don't have motivation to, to do their jobs, um, they don't have the morale on a daily basis to, to keep up the standards of what is required for, for a company, it reflects on everybody. Mm. You know, let's give an example of the retail business because that's just the business I was just coming out of uh, whilst I was working, <clears throat> pardon me, whilst I was working abroad. And morale is very difficult at times because you are trying to manage different departments. Uh, when you have a sales department or a marketing department or, you know, these different departments, you, you're trying to bring everyone together to think the same. Mm. You can't get people to think the same because everyone has their different mm. opinions. They have different, you know, this, they have different that. They have on their own personal issues. For, for managers to, to try and think like everyone else, and think of all their issues and bring them together and go, right, listen, guys, we need to do this. We need to do that. Um, to keep that up, it's very important for, for a manager to, um, you know, keep the motivation and morale up. And that's where someone like yourself can come in. Maybe they don't work uh, directly and help a company in general, but maybe they work and help an individual within a company, like a manager or a CEO, to help them mm. understand how to fulfill them, which then can yeah. uh, branch out to everybody one, else. Yeah, the one thing I always say is, because I heard this story um, from someone else that I was talking to recently, and their manager came to them and literally said, and I quote, how is your mental health? For me, if you're a manager, you're asking that question, you are ticking a box. You genuinely aren't invested in your colleague or your uh, uh, team members or whoever it may be. Generally speaking, if you are truly invested in the people around you, you won't be saying, how's your mental health? You'll be saying, how's your daughter? I know she went to the doctors last week. Was everything okay? Because you're gonna know what's going on in their lives. You're gonna be invested in who they are as people and what they care about. and that won't be a tick in the box for you you will genuinely want to do that because you care about the people around you and you're invested in them that is a sign of good management and genuinely speaking you if you are living a fulfilling life yourself you have what's called authentic pride you are proud of what you've done and who you are you're not proud of the things that you own for example, with your house or your car, you're not proud of the title you have, the job title you have, or how much responsibility you have. And it means that you you don't need to keep this um, kind of facade that you're someone sort of who's like, I'm perfect, I've got everything, I've succeeded, now you listen to me. You know, you don't rule by fear, you rule by respect, because uh, people listen to you and you give them your time and you give them your efforts, your thoughts, and they respond to that, you know? Just just another thought for you. No, it's interesting how you just literally explained that because it's something that um, we used to talk about previously. Um, mm. 
again in my previous company we used to talk about a very similar topic actually um it's not necessarily what you have it's it's how you you know show it mm. um you give respect you will receive the respect uh, and that's mm. how it goes if if you don't have it you won't get it it's very mm. simple um you have to see everyone as equals and that means that all of the things that you have in a way don't matter you know it's everyone has exactly the same amount of um quality that they can bring to the team and that everyone should be respected on exactly the same level for that regardless of how much experience they have regardless of how long they've been in the industry regardless of how long they've been in the company everyone's come into that room on exactly the same level level playing field and i find that the conversations that happen that way are so much more constructive because no one is uh strategically ignoring someone else because they don't see what they have to say as being as valuable as what someone else has to say if that makes sense and you don't miss out on opportunities that way yeah it is it is difficult at times um mm. you know yeah, because it, it's difficult because when you when you say everyone's on a, a level playing field yes you, you would like everyone to be on a level playing field it would be the ultimate um what you has the key word today is fulfillment it'll be the ultimate fulfillment to be everyone on a you know level playing field unfortunately in the in the business world wherever you are no matter what company you when you're you're in you'll never have a level playing field it just will never happen however it will never happen if you think it will never happen you have to be optimistic and hope that it could happen for it to even stand a chance no this is true but the point to what i'm making is there needs to be times where you have to have uh, i've tried it at times to have open talks say when it comes to meetings you know mm -hmm. regardless of your your job role and what not when it comes to a meeting whoever is in that meeting room you can talk openly you can have your say mm -hmm. you can say what you want we will discuss what you know anyone wants to say it's not oh uh, well no you can't talk about that or you can't say this this is now a room mm. for everyone to talk so no there are times where you can fulfill what you're talking about but there are other certain times where there needs to be that you know segregation of listen right now we need to do this i'm saying it you know oh, so yeah. there needs to be sometimes that definitely yeah. needs to be made absolutely all i'm saying is that in the conversation getting to that decision that not one person is told to be quiet because yes, yes, they yes. haven't got as much experience or whatever in the conversation getting to that in getting to that decision everyone is equal but then whoever is the decision maker in that room makes a decision everyone respects it and we move forward yeah but we were talking prior to this actually we had been talking the other day to understand uh, what sort of uh, grasp we were going to take this you know conversation to and we, and we were talking about you know traditional aspects of you know business or traditional ways people think and it's still that's how it is it's very hard to take out the traditionalism of business 
or or how people work and, and I'll bring that into aspect or, or yeah into into aspects of how we are grow uh, you know how we grow up as from kids to adults we go to school from from you know eight in the morning till this certain time in junior school and high school we go to school from x you know eight in the morning to whatever time three in the afternoon i don't know what it is in the united kingdom we learn you're about right yeah okay fine i'm good (laughs) (laughs) we learn these subjects we are taught these subjects you have to do this you have to do that if you want to go into engineering you have to do maths you have to do science you have to do this subject so from a young age we're already uh, told that we have to do specific type of uh, Mm. subjects or we have to do this type of learning to get into doing this Mm. and that so even when it comes to business, we already have in our mind that we have to do this. So it's mm. very hard for people to understand that, okay, when it comes to, to uh, you know, um, from an apprentice to a supervisor, to a manager, to a CEO, there's already that structure because of a title mm that you can't, as an apprentice, say that to a CEO because of who they are. There's already mm. that hierarchy within a within a title. Mm. So until, I know there's some, company, some companies in the world which they've actually tried to uh, change the way they work through titles of not having titles. Mm. Mm. To try I and open completely... that speech. Yeah. I don't completely agree with that because at one stage a decision needs to be made and people need to know where they stand and absolutely there is a need for a title because also it helps you pin down what your job description is you know and you know right where am I operating right this is these are what I'm supposed to be doing and that helps you then do your job better because if you're spending time and effort wasting thinking how is this for me to do or is that for them to do you know it it's distracting and it takes time and effort away from the job that actually needs to get done productivity falls if if anyone's watching here uh, anyone listening here is anything knows anything about the uk economy our productivity is rubbish and it hasn't really got picked up since the financial crisis so we don't need any more of that um so 100 i do think titles need to be made but just the hierarchy vision of well this person above this person above this person that kind of needs to be brought down onto more of a straight line instead of a vertical line, if that makes sense. Okay, that's more understandable into how you're Mm. sort of saying it. Um, In terms of what you do then, how would you work with with an individual? Say say I was, uh, you know, if I came to you, um, and I said, Lucy, I would like to, you know, work with you. What are the steps you would take and what is the time process you would work with someone? Well, it completely depends on where you are and what you want to do and where you want to go. If we're looking just in the confines of your work, it could be anywhere from a few months to the best part of a year all depending on also the adaptability of your workplace because again we are relational people you know and we can't just 
even if we want to do something independently of ourselves it requires our environment to change with us at least and it's the idea of bringing people along with you and if your environment isn't very adaptable that process is going to take longer if it is uh, more on um, a individual basis and kind of working outside of your work you'll start seeing results kind of pretty much from day dot once you've got that vision because once you've got those that clear-cut goal you can work on that every single day outside of work and that means that you're going to be living a fulfilling life because fulfillment isn't a destination it is it is the journey as that cliche goes and once you have that meaningful goal that you're working towards the agency every single day you're already winning every single day you're winning um so uh, yeah, and the one thing I would just like to say is generally speaking, people who come to me and say I haven't got a fulfilling life because work is such a big part of that, work is more often than not part of the problem. And either you can work the job that you have now to help you live a more fulfilling life, as in um, it gives you more autonomy, it gives you a chance to master more skills. Um, so, say the Google rule that uh, the more that Google has, 20% of uh, all of their employees' time is based on skill development, you know, and then relatedness and building the relationships between team members. But that's a very hard thing to do. Sometimes it is easier to go out and find another job which will give you greater fulfillment, or it's going out on your own. Now, absolutely, I don't push anyone down any road. I let them picture it for themselves and do their own thing. Um, but it's just about helping people paint that picture and giving them support to walk down their own road because I think that is the major thing that people struggle with even if they have the vision of the road they want to take everything and everyone is saying don't go down that road or go down this road instead and it's really hard to kind of keep you planted in that one one road you're carving out especially because it, do, it does take effort and it does take time and generally speaking people who have walked so far down an unfulfilling road have to start all the way at day dot again they they won to build a fulfilling life you know and it's that transition and making that transition as smooth as possible sometimes personal growth you need to work on it you have mm. to work on personal development um before you can actually understand really what you want to do and how you want to do it um mm. i described in, in, in the start of this that um, your company is called Keys to Clarity. Yeah. Your website is keystoclarity.co.uk, mm -hmm. correct? Yes. So yeah. on there, people can find out about your book uh, or your journal, yeah, shall journal, I say? Um, can they find out about your services, what you offer? Um, can they contact you to see um, what other ways you can work with them? Yeah, absolutely. So um, there is um, an About Me page on there, and that's about me personally, um, and that's got my email on it. You can always send me a DM on socials as well. I'm always in there, it seems, at the moment. Um, yeah, at the moment, coaching... I am open to doing, absolutely, but it's not something I am promoting on the website just because the journal is what I'm focusing on at the moment. Um, but if that is something you're interested in, absolutely send me a couple of emails or just an email um, and I'll get back to you on that um, for sure. Yeah. 
but it's at keys underscore two underscore clarity on instagram as you say it's keys um, and also um, just on a couple of things that we've mentioned I'll create a little workbook, a free workbook um, which you can get in the show notes um, just for all of the listeners uh, if you want to take action on our conversation Thank you very much for today's conversation it's been an um, absolute pleasure having you on the show today um, like I mentioned yeah, no problem. Thank you. this is Ross Martin from Unfound Helps podcast i have been joined today by lucy abigail again once from keys to clarity and we had been discussing about her clarity to visions structure of how she thinks and um, can help people and her journal is available on her website so please have a look at that and um, thank you very much for joining and thank you everybody everybody for having a listen so have a great day have a great evening have a great week or have a great weekend ahead Thank you very much.